initiate start of process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn it, the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. It's infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. You understand that? It's our days. It's live. Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Infamous Hour Live here on Facebook.com slash Nation. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. 2021 has arrived and we are officially now in season two of the Infamous Hour. Something that started as like a project of mine is during quarantine, uh, getting some of our legendary hip-hop artists, getting the stories behind the songs and bringing it to you, the viewers, here on Boombat Nation. We appreciate your support and your love on behalf of myself, Boombat Nation, and of course, Livecast. And peace to all the listeners on the FM radio side who listen to the infamous hour. And if you don't have FM radio, you're not in these type of markets, you can always check in on Spotify, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Now, one of the things I'm doing here, I'm bringing some people to kind of assist me during this. And uh, I have my good friend from SiriusXM, Tone Vera. He's here. Tone, what's up? Yo, what's going on, everybody out there? Boombat Nation. I love y'all, man. This is such a great platform. Glad to be a part of it. And appreciate you inviting me on for this episode. I'm really hyped to talk to JT Money. That's right. Now, one of the things I've been talking about here, um, you know, in, in the past year is I kind of wanted to expand the map a little bit. Like, we kind of been just focusing kind of like Upper East Coast guys, New York, some LA. It's only right we go down south. And when you think about the popping, vibrant music scene, Miami has always just been at the top of the forefront in music. And, of course, I mean, it's cold in New York. It's cold in Pennsylvania where I'm at. So Miami has to be blistered, maybe like 95 or 85 degrees right now in his shorts. Nice looking too cool for school. But you see him. He's here. JT Money. Welcome to the Infamous Hour. Thank you for having me, brother. What's up, Boom Bap Nation? We live. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the Miami sound has changed throughout the years, but it's always stayed with some sort of consistency, right? Like, even if you hear, like, a 2021 Miami type of sound, let's say, like, City Girls or something, it's not really that far off from what we heard in, in the 80s and early 90s. Why has this region of the country been able to uh, maintain such authenticity with the music? I mean, they have to, man. It's the way of life. They all raunchy. It's really ghetto fabulous. It's really third world country, you know? Just like up north, it's, it's like a real melting pot, but it's more of a jungle news, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it got that kind of jungle news swag, you know, besides our uh, two live crew forefathers, you know, extra raunchy, you know, super dirty. Yeah, but I mean, it's the club, you know what I'm saying? It's the club, that life, that life. That's a fact. That's a fact. JT, I got to tell you, man, I was in high school when Hudak came out. That was a monster hit. I believe it was like top 10 on the Billboard 100. It was, I think it was number five. Yeah, that was I got a, I got a Billboard uh, printout, and I did hit number one, and I got the trophy right there in my other room. So you're going to give him a Billboard trophy. Yeah, <laughs> so, grab that. Grab no, that you, trophy. Congrats to that. That was that was a huge song for you. Yeah, I got I gotta tell you, man. Like a few years later, ASAP Ferg comes around and samples it. How did you feel about that version of you know who that? I, I liked it for a minute. I tried to mix it in the show, but it didn't it didn't do, you know what I'm saying? I just did it for the younger cats, but hey man, they just took me to the future with them. That's how I look at it. Like a lot of dudes, they didn't want to touch my music. I had to go to the young ones and say, hey man. Touch that shit. Take me further. Take me with you. You know, because you know when it's 
as old as old, a classic is a classic, but you know, if we can reinvent the wheel, I ain't got no problem with it. I'm still there with you, baby. It's, it's all yeah. about the reinvention of music. Now, can you kind of describe to us what hip hop was like in, in the early 80s? I mean, obviously we kind of know the New York story um, yeah. and we kind of know about other regions of the country, but where did hip hop actually start in Miami as far as, you know, influencing you guys to get on records and create what we hear now? Um, it, 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 thank you, baby. That girl is awesome. They all the billboard. Yeah, yeah look dirty, but I clean it up later. But uh, it started for me. I don't know. I, I probably was, you know, I was listening to all the, all right, all the New York. It was always New York first, and then we got Cali later on, and uh, a lot of dudes from Miami. They was making like a lot of joke records, you know. Everybody wanted to be funny, you know, like a lot of comic records, you know. Um, the slang until Two Live came. I think Two Live actually gave cats an identity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, because me, I, I, I used to hang around. Like, my partners I started with, they from East New York. You know, they Brooklyn dudes. You know, so my, my flow and my thing, you know, I was just a Miami dude that would go back to back or head to head with them as far as lyrics and rhyming, you know. Cats weren't doing that in Miami. Everybody was, you know, you know, doing comedy, you know what I'm saying? Or, or bass music, as they call it, booty shape. And uh, we wanted to, you know, we was competing with the world. Like, we we not that. I know I ain't answer your question, but it, it's just triggering all these thoughts and emotions. But, um, yeah, man, like me, myself, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I think I, I, I might have woke up. Like, I, I heard all the original two live beatbox. Uh, well, but rock the bells, man. I probably woke up back then. Like, oh, I want to do that right now. <laughs> you know, I could have been 14, 15, far as the rap game go. 13, you know what I'm saying? And that, that's, where, that's where I was at with that. But hip-hop in Miami, I, I, don't, I don't really know, you know. It, we always had record companies. And there's always the dope boys, and they'll put out a single on somebody in the hood, and then you don't hear from them no more. You know, again, Luke, Luke was the only one who was consistent, you know, and then he got on a national level independently. So, you know, that, that gave us something to strive and shoot for. You know, you know, JT, like uh, Little Joe Records had its period where it was just dominating in Miami, and now, like, past few years, like, Mr. 305 Records has been the big sound in Miami. Has Pitbull ever approached you to do some kind of, you know, Miami collab with you? No, I seen him one time, and uh, it was all love and respect. He was like, yeah, we're going to do something. I think he liked to dance all night back then. I think he wanted to touch that one. But uh, my dude Chaos from Grand Mode, we actually got a record together where Pitbull started off, I go next, and then the dude go. Record just never took on any legs, or they didn't know how to promote or market it, you know. But uh, but even then, he did his thing over there, and I did my thing over there. So they like we was in there together, collabing. And I, I haven't seen him since, you know. Mr. Worldwide, that boy's gone. Worldwide. And he's, he does some amazing things. Right now, we're live right now. Facebook.com slash Boombap Nation is the infamous album. Your host, the infamous album. Today is we have Sirius XM's Tom Vera here with me. And, of course, legendary JT Money. Now, JT, I got to ask you about your early days, the Poison Clan. 
a, 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 a situation. And then, you know, so how did, when did you actually start rapping? And then how did you actually get discovered by Two Left Group? Well, again, I started like, you know, freshman year in high school. You know, I just started dibbling and dabbling. Some dude was, you know, we used to be in the lunchroom or in detention beating on the table and just some cats was rhyming. And I had my one verse. You know, my one verse shut it down, you know what I'm saying? So, no, I just kept going. But uh, it was this club, Big Daddy's 8600, man. We used to go, I don't know if it was a Tuesday or Wednesday, it was like college night. We 15, 16 years old, but, you know, I had a little peach for us so we can go in as college students, you know. And we were getting a gong show every every week. You know, we came in first and second. One night, Mr. Mitch from Two Loud Crew was there, and he heard us, you know, and as uh, soon as we got through, he just ran straight up to us like, man, y'all want to make a record? And shit, I was like, hell yeah, Deb ain't know who he was, but, you know, he was East Coast. But I'm like, man, that's the dude with Tulagu. You know, they became best buddies. And I, I promise you, like, I say 30 days, Mix say 40 days. 40 days, we had that whole Tulo Like Mother album done. He, he sent us 12 beats, 11 of them made the album. It was just one song. I don't know why Luke ain't like it. It went with the rest of the album, but must have struck a nerve somewhere. I don't know. But we had 11 on the, he sent us 12 beats, 11 of them made the album, and 40 days later, we got it. Yup. Mr. Mick, the producer of everything on Luke Records back then. JT, rapping since the 90s. You got 30 years in the game incredible yeah. accomplishment you've had the opportunity to work with so many people i would be messed up if i didn't bring this up but you've actually worked with another artist that i respected a lot female artist named soleil you got you had a few songs with her how was it working with her because she's an incredible mc so it was cool man she was all right with me you know um it was more it was a respect thing because you know how i saw you know how she got to be on that record all right she was tricky's artist and um you know i actually did three verses to who that 316s, but you know, once we got it, it was like, man, we need to cut down on verses something now, you know, commercial. Uh, okay, cool. And it was like, man, just let my girl get on. And I hadn't seen her. He'd been playing her music around the studio when we were working. You know, I heard the sound, I liked it. And I was like, well, let me see her. When I saw the picture, I was like, run it. <laughs> and it was, it was on for now. You know, we was cool, you know, we're still cool to this day. But that know, extended was, version available anywhere for, for people to hear? Word? I don't know. You got to ask Tricky Stewart that one now. I, I, I'm wish talking. I, I had it on a cassette back then, so I ain't no telling. Wait, I'm taking Nah, you. stop playing the cassette. You know, I'm from the cassette era, man. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 recording, the recording process of the cassette was, was, was difficult because it was like, if you messed up, like I remember coming up as a kid and recording in my friend's house, like if you messed up, you had to erase the whole record and go back, like literally. Uh, and then to do your ad libs, you had to rap over the record. Um, what kind of dynamic did that provide for you? Like two more Who has tape? You yeah. know the tape in the studio. Yeah, and then then you pay about two hundred, two fifty for one. You only get three songs on it at the most. You know. Yeah, you got to do that now. But uh, what did you say? How was it recording then? Yeah, the recording process. You know, everything now is so digital. So, you know, we, right. we I, I do come from the analog era as well. And, and there's a different sound with analog. It's a little more headache recording process, but it's better. Do you like the digital era recording or do you kind of appreciate, you know, what we were doing back then? No, well, I still kind of act analog because mm-hmm. I make sure I'm on point before I go in that booth. So I ain't up there just 
all right, punch me in. All right, let me just think of another line. We got we had to have our yellow before we went in. You know, like Mr. Mixer be like, yeah, me the verse, you know. And before we go in, we had to have it together. So the next couple of albums, everybody who came with me, I made sure they was on point. It wasn't just guessing. It wasn't just freestyle. You know, we had to use some penmanship. We had to know what we was going to say, you know. So I, I think that's the difference. It wasn't no just punching and, and then we didn't use as many ad-libs. You know, like Cats would use 20, 30 tracks. Yeah. We might use three or four, you know. One lead and then put a man on the side of you, you know. One to enhance the words and the other one to say whatever he had to say. You know, I, I think that's kind of like the difference. In regards to, to, to like getting your music out there, right? Like a lot of these new social media platforms have been really good at getting music out there, like TikTok, right. Instagram. Which one is your favorite one that people are utilizing right now to like still get your music out there? I really don't know. I, I don't check TikTok. I find my songs there. Instagram, like I'm there, but um, you know, if they don't know about JT Money, they don't know. You know, like a lot of cats from my era, they not on TikTok and they barely on Instagram. A lot of my people are on Facebook. So I got to go to Facebook, you know what I'm saying, to holler at my people. And, you know, I, when I do these records with these young cats, then I get reintroduced to the younger market, you know, the younger generation. And, uh, you know, I earn respect with it. You know, I become unk, big bro. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, having those certain old records that they grew up to and love, that kind of keep me in the, in the car, keep me in the house, you know? So I don't know which one is my favorite. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the way to use them all, you know? I'm trying to touch. I'm still trying to thank y'all for having me again. I'm trying to touch <laughs> people. I, I want to see them. I want to be seen. I want to see them, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I often when I, when I sit down with, with, with the legendary artists, uh, it's, it's, it's a constant battle because it's like hip-hop is the only – um, genre of music that doesn't revere our, our legendary artists, right? It's like rock and roll, country, you know, somebody from the 40s could drop an album and it's like, you know, everybody follows it. I saw, um, I think it was Bruce Springsteen, I saw him like in uh, four billboards in Times Square, you know, and, and he has and he's been out since like the 70s. Why do you think hip-hop in particular, the younger generation did not follow through with, with the quote-unquote legacy artists? Well, somebody, somebody put some hate in the water. You know, oh, man, forget them. They're getting old. They ain't hot no more. Versus respecting their mind or their knowledge or their wisdom or even the insight. Somebody behind the desk, I believe, took that away, trying to, you know, control you because you know the game is youth-driven. So if you get a young dude with a nice little buzz, you throw a chain on put a couple dollars in the pocket and tell them, stay away from all them dudes, they're going to do that. And then, you know, they still back that same man. You lost that old, you know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want to hear that no more. So they're not respecting it unless they just really love it. You know, you get one or two out, out of the 10, but them other eight, they just getting their money, I think, you know, like little whores. But hey, man, get your money, man. But, you know, you got to have a, a plan, a vision, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. But that's that's probably what happened. There's somebody behind the desk, some hater. <laughs> you know, all right, because look, back when who that was out, then the young cast was coming up. I used to be hollering at him, and I swear somebody was like, 
you, you know, you got to keep keep moving around, Jacob. I'm just giving them, I'm just sharing. I'm pouring into them what, what I bumped my head to learn. Like, ain't nobody really teach me. I bumped my head. All I knew is I had a product and I was trying to control it, you know, after going through loop records, after going through this situation, you know, and, you know, I, yeah, I really learned the hard way. I know some shit now. I know some shit now. I just ain't figured out how to reach all them people at one time yet. Facebook ads. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little tricky dealing with that stuff, but um, you know, that's that's what your team is for. You guys can all sit down and figure that out, you know. I, you know, I, I think I think that song Who That, like it, it left such an, an impression on me when I was young. Like that was that was like the official turn of joint. And I like to ask artists this, like the video, like when I was young, it was on heavy rotation for me. Is there something like, like a cool story you got from behind the scenes of the music video that most people don't know about that you'd be willing to share something that happened on set of the music video? Well, we was definitely on the same set when they did the movie Face Off. We definitely used mm-hmm. all the equipment and uniforms that they had. If you look at the movie and look uh-huh. at the video, everything is exactly the same. And, the, and then the boots I had, because, you know, they had some plastic ones and they had the real metal ones. I had to rock with the real metal ones while I scratched my shin out, because you got a picture trying to get crunk and you got this metal on your shin. You know, I got scrapes all down and shit. But uh, for the video, though, you know, the first take, they knew they had something, but the energy was there, you know? Oh, uh, most definitely. They're like, no, nah, Jack, I got the perfect video. I'm just like, man, whatever y'all want to do, let's rock. I'm ready to rock this one. You know? Yeah, because, you know, I was out 10 years before that, but it was like, now I get my shot, you know, with the major situation, you know? And that's why I was on heavy rotation. I was with them people who could push that button, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Once again, we're live right now. This is the infamous hour. Facebook.com slash Boombat Nation. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. Make sure you follow me on social media at the infamous Amadeus. Of course, I have Tone Vera, who is like my new co-host now here on the infamous hour. I need to make it interesting. Then we have the legendary JT Money. Now, listen, as a group, you had about four albums. And then as a solo artist, I believe you had like five or six. But what album in particular? would define the sound. Usually, you know, uh, it, it would be like the debut album or maybe the, the second album. Um, but for you, like, if you could just tell someone, like, all right, this is the album, if you want to hear what JT Money's about, because you had bars, too, so let's, let's keep it on. You had bars. That was very important that you also turn it up. But if you could just pick one album, like, all right, I, I want you to listen to this so you can actually get a full definition of what JT Money is as an artist, what would that be and why? Poisonous Mentality. They call that my first solo album. That's when me and Dale split, and mm-hmm. I just took the Poison Clan on my back and rolled it out, and uh, that's what kind of set JT Money on the path. But if you ask the fans, like when I ask them these kind of questions, it's like three favorites so far. Poison Mentality, Pippin' on Wax, and Return to the B-Eyes. Mm-hmm. They like those albums. Or like They did those other albums in between, but these three they, they just can't get enough of seeing like, I mean, thank you, you know, keep me working, but uh, I, I will go with the first one, man, and I, I would say Pimpin' on Wax was the first commercial one, you know what I'm saying, that, that did numbers, you know, where I was able to see the success, you know, because before, you know, we don't know how far the albums reached until you see somebody from Wisconsin, uh, somebody from, you know what I'm saying, 
Arizona, they tell you just talking like, man, and I know all the words. I'm like, what? You know, why you ain't bookers? Why y'all ain't call us? You know, but with that pimping on wax, you know, we went around the whole country, the whole world down there. You know, but if you want to see JT money, I think uh, them three albums, but I can't even give you one. Appointment Tally was the start. That, that that led to everything else, you know. That's that's where the, the bitch eyes will come from. That's where J Baby come from. That's where the whole heaven on wax, you know. It, it was it was me, the JT Money, the Mac Daddy. Hey 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 man, move. Dog shaking the camera. You see, look. <laughs> this this might sound like a a very parallel question, but out of all the albums you released, which one would you say? you had your most developed writing. Like this is like, this is the epitome of JT money. This is where my writing was my strongest. This is where I was really getting the message from my heart out to the people. Cause like, I like in the nineties, you were like 18 years old. You were dropping music already, but I, I like, you know, you young. I would say poisonous mentality. Cause when I did, after we did two little life mothers, my attitude was, Oh, y'all like that. Where do you get a load of this? And then I just took off from there. You know, I hooked up with Mike Fresh from Atlanta, and he, you know, he kind of spearheaded all the tracks. He just like, let me hear that verse again. Say it over this. You know, he just playing a break, uh, a record. I'm like, yeah, I like that. You know, next thing you know, he hitting him jump that 1200, that SP 1200 <laughs> with his Trinity. We was rocking. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was, cause after that, then everything just became like back then. I used to wake up out my sleep with a rhyme. Oh shoot, let me write this down before I forget. And 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 the rest of them, you know, I just went to work. You know, it was kind of natural. But for the mentality, I would say, where well, I got to get off. You know, because that's when they start hearing some of this, as they call it, unadulterated stuff. You know, it was just fresh out of here with no thought, no repercussions, no nothing, just raw. You know, like even now, I'm I'm, I'm kind of premeditated and I'm kind of responsible for what I say, what I put out there. You know, being that young 18, 19 year old, I ain't going to like it. Check. Yeah, that's that was kind of my attitude then. So, like, I get a lot of that. Man, we want that old Joe. We like the old Joe, but I'm like, we'll go back and listen to it because it's still up. You know, we're dealing with a grown man right now, man. You know, but, you know, we still got some game and some insight for you over good production. What are like a couple bars that come to mind right now that you were like, yo, this is this is me right here. This is me really spitting that, you know? What are some like I want to hear like a couple bars you got from that project? From Poison Mentality? Yeah. That kind of aligned with what you were saying about like, yo, this is this is this was me really presenting my heart to the people. This is me speaking my truth. Like, what are some bars that come to mind from that project? I don't know, because everybody keep throwing up I hate hoes, and that that was that was just a record for me. You know, like I, I heard Luke and T.I. screaming, life's a boy, I married one. Like me, I was more into the JT, really like a drunk driver, bitch eyes, a rich and wise, and camouflage we love. You know, I was more into the spitting game, you know, spitting my lyrics, like whoop say whoop the whoop what, such and such. But then when I had to go at them, you know, it was all I don't know now. Like now, you got me thinking. I remember me and this cat did a caper. Two young. I'm glad I got you thinking, man. You know, I'm on action. Put on the bars. 
Yeah, man, bars. Bars, son. Give me that. Yeah, he's pulling out the bars now. You, 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 consistently he's still making music, um, and, and you drop a bunch of videos and, and, and projects. And what, what gets you motivated in 2021? Obviously, the game is different, right? right? It's a different times, a different sound. But you always stay true to who you are, and you've never changed it. So in 2021, what is the motivation? I mean, you accomplished a lot. You've been on Billboard. You've dropped like 10 albums. I mean, what keeps what you I, still motivated this year? Drop that's it. I, I do it for those who want to hear, like. Some kind of, I got a core audience, and they always saying, when the next one coming? Like, if nobody wasn't asking for the next one, I probably wouldn't be doing it. But somebody always saying, man, what's up? We need that. Give us some of that, you know? So I give them that, you know? And then that, that's like my happy place. I like creating, and I like performing. Like, I love Showtime, and I love once I got the groove going in the studio. You know, I'm a great closer. I know how to bring it home once we get, oh, there it go. Now I know I know where I'm going with it. So I, I like that part. That's that's exciting to me. The 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 creep, the act of, you know, and then the baby born. <laughs> it ain't just about the nut, it's about the act of. I like <laughs> the build up. Excuse me, radio. <laughs> but I like the act, you know, the 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 splash is exciting. That's good too, but I like the <laughs> So the projects um, that you worked on in the past year during during this whole pandemic, how would you say how would you say you stayed creative during this period since you you weren't able to like to really experience being outside? It was a very different dynamic for many artists. Some artists like either stepped it up or lost a step. Lost it, right? Um, me, I, I was uh. All right, during the pandemic, I don't know what happened, but I kind of stayed busy. I was hitting the road, coming back in, hitting, you know, but like this last album, OG Perspective, it was like some of the latest works I've done. And um, I just put a compilation of songs I liked together and saw it as a project. So I kind of had some, I tightened up some screws, went and then updated some things, you know, like I'm actually working now, but so it wasn't hard to put that together. It was just time for me, like, man, I'm tired of sitting down. Let me, you know, and then everybody, man, we're going to do some music, man. You know, get off Instagram playing, go to the studio. That's what they used to tell me. But I was like, shit, y'all know, I'm still working. I'm working. But, yeah, man, I, I I write about the pandemic. But I still, and then I'm, I'm so far ahead. Like, I got I got a backpack, right, a book. And it, I got years of stuff I hadn't even done yet. Like, you know, like just sitting around the catalog. Songs, right. I got a whole then I could put out a book of just lyrics, you know, it'd probably be this tall. But you know, you know, some stuff is old, is old conversation, but a lot of that stuff be time where you can go back and update it. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of stuff stay relevant. You know, that's where I, that's the kind of way I try to make records. Something where we can listen to it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know. I, I, I so hypothetically, so hypothetically, how many albums you think you got left in you? Left in me? Well, if I just counted my book, I probably got another ten. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna say five then. We'll say five because half of it won't make it. We'll just say five. Another oh, five. Solid though. But, but to be honest though, right? I, where I'm at today, like much as I love creating. I, I am trying to pass the torch. I got a couple of young dudes I be working with. You know, I try to give them the concept, but you know, again, they're young and they want their own thing. Like, so I'm just holding them for when they need 
need the, the 12 gauge. So let's y'all keep shooting them 22, 25, and 38. <laughs> I got this rocket launcher for you, baby, whenever you're ready. <laughs> Let me ask you how, have you, how have you adapted to the new music release structure where, you know, we're, we're led to believe that attention spans are kind of the, the way it is today and you, the demand to have to release more music. Have you adapted to it correctly? Do you find it, you know, difficult? Do you like it? Um, I hear, I'm watching the movie. I just, I, I told myself I wasn't going to fall for it. I'm going to just stick to my gun, stick to the script. I'm going to do what I do. Um, but I see him because I, I, I got to do it on my team night. Like, no, nah, Jay, but I see him. I'm going to do another one six months. He's like, man, that's too long. You might have three months. I'm like, three months, they ain't even get to hear this yet. Like, what are we talking about? So six months done passed, and I ain't did nothing yet because I'm still working on the first one. I'm not going to kill it when it – but I, I understand, like, some of these dudes, they just like, I'm going to just pull a whole bunch on to the cup running over. All right, well, then a lot of stuff get wasted. But, you know, I come from the area where you actually work the record. All right, example. Remember, not Chuck B. What's the man's name? Treat me right. Not Chuck B. No, that's public enemy. That was the man, the big dude. Chuck Rock, there you go. They go, bitch. I heard that watch. heard that clutch while we were doing two low life mothers banning the USA tour. And then you come back a year or two later. That's the, the hottest record in the country. Like, but we heard this record a year and a half ago prior. They just kept working it, working it. And then that sucker grew legs, you know? And I, I come from that era. Like, I, I respect that process. Like, I, I don't expect to drop something today and it just go viral. Or if it don't go viral, I just give up on it. Nah, you got to go network, socialize. You got to do your work, you know? It's the business of music. So I kind of understand that, and I ain't going to let them hold me out. Now, if somebody out there want to just pay for a bunch of music, you know, you got to let me too. <laughs> I'm working now. I ain't no whore, but I'm working. The business <laughs> is selling music, and you've, sold a, and you've sold millions of records. But I want to know, like, I recently saw this list where, like, all these um, former artists are now jumping into, like, the cannabis game. Like you got like E40 doing the the, the liquor, the hurricane slurricanes. I want to know, JT Money, are you getting into the? Are you look, thinking of getting into the cannabis game or the liquor game? I definitely want to get in the cannabis game. I'm just hoping I'm not too late. I was out there in Cali, the numbers too high for me. They're gonna do in Florida. They legalized. I think they're trying to buy up Florida before we get in. Um, or the liquor go. There's a couple of dudes, new uh, startup companies that's talking to me. Uh, we supposed to got started in January, so not to be mentioned yet, but I got some things in the works, you know, until then, then I'm going to keep slanging this music and working with these houses, you know, and these, yeah. these dogs. Yeah, just keep pushing it. Once again, we're live right now, Facebook.com slash Nation. I'm your host, the infamous Amadeus. This is the infamous hour. Tom Veras here and the legendary Miami MC, JT Money, is here. Now, final two questions, JT. When it's all said and done, you know, 10, 15 years from now, what do you want the JT Money legacy to be, imprint and impact on hip-hop? I definitely want it to be solid. Like, we can always go to, all right, they, all right, people try to identify me with certain records. Like, just say, whole problems ain't no problems. I, you know, you can always go to those songs. But definitely gave them some good game. Like, you can listen to it. We had some fun, but you got something out the record. Like, I wasn't just 
boasting, I was informing and still, you know, because that's what I try to do. I've always tried to, if I'm going to say something, I want to make it count. I don't want to just, I ain't rapping just to rap. I, I don't rap, I rep. I represent a, a certain type of individual, and I, I just want that to be known. You know, I, I want them, when they go back and listen, like, damn, boy, you know, almost like a the, the new new the new New Testament, you know what I'm saying? The, the, yeah, some, you know, something like that. Get my name in the new New Testament. Something like that. I probably saying it wrong, but you get it, you get it. I want to leave him with something, man. You know, I consider myself a new thing ground today, the hardest working man in show business. They just don't know about it. They don't know all the moves I make, how, how I be doing it. I got one man on me, but I got a couple of soldiers with me. You know, we make it happen. Uh, I, I refuse to lay down. I, I tell them, picture me back out on the streets. Y'all don't want me though. You know? Nah, most deaf, most deaf JT now. Like uh, these young kids, right? They're they're on the come up hard and they're getting billions of views on YouTube. The streams are in the tens of billions. If if you were to choose one to work with out of these new cats, who would you if they are, you know, who would you want to jump on a feature with, you know? I like Kodak and I like the little baby. Okay. I like Kodak and um, who else? It was some, it's some other guy. I'm talking about that's out there, that's doing their thing. Oh, that little baby. All right, I'm gonna leave it right there because I gotta think too hard for the other one. Yeah, little baby had one of the strongest albums of 2020. You know, he made that. Yo, he was definitely relevant, heavy. Yeah, I, I like that game, man, because uh. I don't know why. It's just when I hear certain cats and, and I hear them again, then I hear them again, I'm like, okay, well, let me see what's up. You know, and that's kind of how I, 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 I weigh it. That's how I gauge it. Like, w- before I was not a fan of the game, but now I just uh, I understand the business of it. I didn't hear music until my homies said, like, nah, Jay, you got to hear this. Listen to this. You know, because, you, you know, artists get caught up in themselves. And then when you up and you down, like I, I ain't never really had no depression, but my thing was I was focused on getting my next one. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't had time for all that. I was, and I've never been the type to follow suit. I always tried to make the next thing, but I guess you got to hit the last thing to make the next thing anyway. You know? But my dude never be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, you got to listen to this. You know? And I, I, I trust their opinions. Uh, criticism or whatever that was point of view i listen like oh yeah that's that yeah that's that yeah that's that okay Uh, any of these young kids like any of them remind you like of a younger you like sound wise or even like in the way they construct their their flow not yet i mean the young dude called that before he was going, I seen his little attitude and I was like, yeah, he, sound, he seemed like that little young, but he didn't sound like he didn't rap like, you know. We articulated, you know, this era, they, you know, they don't say their words. You know, they just, you know, I ain't gonna call everything Mama Rogers, you know, cats can, cats can speak, but we articulated, but that was a different time. Ooh. I don't know. No, nah, because everything's different today. Like, I didn't brag and boast. I didn't, I wore my jewelry, but I didn't rap about my jewelry. You know what I'm saying? I drove my cars. I didn't make records about my car. You know, I didn't, I didn't talk about the money I had just picked up. 
you know, I was telling whole stories. I was telling fugitives. I was doing party records. I was doing club records, you know? So it, it's definitely a difference. Like, you know, I, I was moving like, like I really was moving work. You know what I'm saying? They rap about like they really moving work. But we moved like we certain things we didn't talk about. Yeah. But then it became cool to talk about it on records, you know? Like in our era, we'd be like, boy, you said, boy, you dry snitching, like, you know, we couldn't do that. <laughs> Today, it's like, oh man, you don't believe that. It's just rap it, man. Yeah. It's just a different time. Sound good. But it's just you know, much different time. Yeah, totally different time. You know, cats will pull up on you. Oh, yeah, boy, you got to do that saying something, such, such, boy. That's kind of always. Uh, final question. Uh, in 2021, what projects are we looking forward to? JT Finance. You said you have a project out now. It's been like six, seven months. See shooting videos, staying active. Uh, are we getting a new release uh, this coming year from you? Definitely a new release this coming year. I got OG Perspective out, out right now. Um, I kind of like the title. I don't know if I'm gonna call it OG Second Installment, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still trying to go to the. I'm gonna do a lot of B movies with this little money. I'm gonna do me some movies. I got a lot of stories to tell, and I, I really think the game is visual. So I'm gonna keep doing videos. I'm probably gonna pull about eight to ten videos off this album. I'm gonna do the next one. Do the same thing because it's like they it's visual. Just like how we doing this interview now, they want to see. So. I'm gonna give them something to see, but uh, definitely gonna get a new project. You know, I got one of my youngins out now. I'm working on Jay Dollars, but you know, he under the undeniable thing. You know, I got Fat Boy coming. You know, I'm, I'm just keep working. I'm just keep the ball moving, and um, you know, we're gonna do what we do. You know, step for step. You know, I it ain't a sprint; it's a marathon. You know, prize don't go to the fastest running. Go to he doesn't go to the end. You know what I'm saying? And all that. So, yeah, man, I'm built for it. Yeah, well, we definitely appreciate you, JT Money, for coming and kicking us with us here at Boom Bat Nation, the infamous hour. Where can they find you on social media? I'm going to follow you Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Where can they tap in with you? Definitely. If you're on Facebook, you know you can follow me at JT Money, the, at the only JT Money. Um, Instagram, JT Money, 211JBaby, JTMOAY, 211JBABY. Twitter, JT Money, M I A T L, like Miami, Atlanta, JT Money, M I A T L. You want to see the new videos? Go to my YouTube page, JT Money Videos, all one word, JT Money Videos. And I'm there. And everything come back to this phone I'm talking to you on right now. Check. Right, tap in. Tom Ver, when you want to follow you, I can tap in with you. Of course, I can catch you on Shade 45 every day with Lord Sear. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm there every day, man. We out here freaking talking to the legends every day, man. It's a pleasure talking to you, JT Money. Salute, bro. I look forward to the new projects. Thank you, baby. I appreciate no, you, man. Definitely. And of course, I'm your host, The Infamous Amadeus. Catch me here at Facebook.com slash Nation with my show, The Infamous Hour, bringing legendary artists. Next week, we have The Realist West Coast. And then the following week, we have The Dog Pound. They have the first single off the Dog Food 2 album coming out. They'll be here on Facebook. If you want to tap in with me, Instagram at The Infamous Amadeus. Listen to me on SiriusXM Shade 45 every single Thursday at 3 p.m. And of course, uh, Tone, real quick, for reality, for the unsigned artists, we have this Clubhouse radio mixers thing going on. You want to talk about it? Clubhouse has been a big thing right now. It is an audio-based platform. If you're not on it, you, you got to get on it. Good luck finding an invite. But, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure doing this because there's so much talent on this app. A lot of people trying to get heard. We've been doing, a, like, an unsigned artist showcase where we have people play us their music. And if the song is hot, 
It gets featured on your mix on uh, Shade 45 every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. And we've been we've been doing it for about 10 weeks now. We've gotten about 15 artists up there. So if you guys are on Clubhouse, hit us up. Radio Mixers, we're the only ones there. We, we out here. We lit. We uh, we definitely are gaining a lot of traction with it. We also do a collab room with SOBs, Legendary New York Performance Venue Space. And we do the showcase with them as well, where we're giving artists an opportunity to get on their IG live for an interview and get radio play as well. So I love what we're doing for the unsigned community. We're going to keep doing it. Right. And make sure every single Thursday here at 9 p.m., the infamous hour, Deus Tovera will be here with me, the infamous hour live shout out, the live cast. And of course, Boom Bat Nation, make sure you stay safe, productive, and most importantly, COVID-19 free. See you next week. <laughs>